The story of this podcast begins when a client emailed me back in August asking about buying a Tesla. Now, this client has quite a commute to her work each day, over 30 miles each way. And not only did the Tesla's fuel savings appeal to her, the self-driving feature was also attractive. But when my client reached out, she expressed some hesitation with the price tag. It was more money than she'd ever spent on a car and was having a tough time getting comfortable with the expense, especially the self-driving feature, which was an extra $10,000. Now a little background on my client. She's a doctor who spends a significant part of her day in the OR. She's not working from home in her pajamas like many of us. And like most healthcare workers, her days are very intense. She doesn't have time to check her personal email or run the occasional errand during the workday. She can't just take the morning off to see her kids play at school. And having an understanding of her long drive, intense workday, and significant fuel consumption, I was quick to dismiss her concerns and help her justify the purchase. Then her husband approached me about the idea of installing solar panels on their roof. And I was immediately intrigued, especially to better understand the finances and potential return on investment. And my client was eager to bring me in on these discussions. So we dove in. Now this podcast episode is on investing, but we're not going to talk about stocks or bonds or real estate or cryptocurrency. We're going to talk about investments in making your home more efficient and what kind of return you can expect to earn with this type of an investment. And after doing my homework for this episode, I decided to take the plunge myself. I just signed a contract to have solar panels put on my roof. And in this episode, I'll walk you through the numbers. I'm certified financial planner, Justin Daring, and this is the North Country Wealth Management Podcast, where we discuss markets, investing, and the headlines that impact your finances. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell any specific securities. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, and all investing involves risk. The views expressed are those of North Country Wealth Management and do not necessarily reflect the views of Mutual Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates. Investment advisory services are offered through Mutual Advisors, LLC, doing business as North Country Wealth Management, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. We all know that interest rates are at an all-time low, and while we all appreciate the low cost of borrowing, it leaves some investors frustrated with the lack of available return in interest-bearing investments, things like money markets, savings accounts, CDs, and bonds. And in this yield-starved world, I get the question all the time, what can I do with my cash? But perhaps that's the wrong question to be asking. Perhaps the better question is, how can I take advantage of the cheap money that's so available and so abundant? Now, like I said earlier, investing doesn't need to be about stocks and bonds. It can also be about improving efficiencies. And when it comes to improving the efficiency of your energy consumption, returns can be predictable and significant. After hearing the pitch from about a dozen solar installation companies, my client finally settled on a company that he felt good about. Now, a little bit about this industry. There are some very eager salespeople out there looking to earn your business. I got the impression that incentives are high, commissions are big, and competition is strong. These guys are busy. And it was clear that some of the salespeople were just playing the numbers game, while others were willing to work hard to earn the business. Now, part of the reason these solar companies are so busy is purely a function of economics. The federal government has put in place some big financial incentives, and through 2022, you can get a 26% tax credit on the cost of solar installation. This tax incentive will be reduced to a 22% credit in 2023, 
so you have about a year to act before the net cost of your solar project increases. Now understand that a tax credit is much more valuable than a tax deduction. The tax credit offsets your tax bill on a dollar per dollar basis. So in a way, this 26% tax credit is as good as cash. But even with these incentives, installing solar on your property isn't a no-brainer of a decision. While I think it's reasonable to assume that adding solar immediately adds value to your house, personally, I'd like to be confident that I'm going to be living in the home long enough to recoup my costs. Now, on top of this, the geography needs to be right. Some areas of the country are much more ideal than others. A friend of mine installed panels on his roof in suburban San Francisco, and his installation cost about a third of what you'd spend in Minnesota. Because he lives in a sunny area of California, he just didn't need as many panels installed as we do here in the Midwest. And his energy needs aren't as great either. After all, it's San Francisco. You may have heard that Mark Twain once said that the coldest winter I ever spent was a summer in San Francisco. They just don't need to run their air conditioners like we do here in the Midwest. So their energy demands are considerably less. And the icing on the cake for the California resident is that energy prices in California are nearly three times what they are here in Minnesota. So this makes going solar a much easier decision if you live in this part of the country. Now, in the case of my client who lives in suburban Minneapolis, the solar companies were licking their chops when they saw his property because the situation really doesn't get much better in our geography. He lives on a few acres and has a good-sized pole barn on the property with a south-facing roof. And because it's an auxiliary building without any roof vents or setback requirements, he can fit a bunch of panels on this building. And now that they bought a Tesla, the capacity for savings only increases because they'll be consuming a lot more electricity. And the more electricity you use, the greater the capacity for savings, and the more likely you'll benefit from going solar. Rather than discuss the economics of these outlier examples where the benefits were quite obvious, I'm going to discuss the return that I'll get on my solar panels. After listening in on the pitch to my client, I decided to shop around for solar panels on my own home. I mentioned in my last episode that I recently moved to a new home, and because I see myself here for a long time, I see a path to recovering my investment and ultimately getting a nice return. Now, I'll get to the bottom line shortly. I think that's what you're all waiting to hear. And by the way, in all my assumptions, I'm estimating that the cost of energy will increase at 4% per year. And right now, XL Energy, who's my local provider, is lobbying for a 20% increase to the cost of electricity by the year 2025. So this 4% estimate is probably on the conservative side. I ended up choosing the same installer that my client used, and the name of that company is Wolf River Electric. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't love the shopping around process. But fortunately, my client was willing to do some significant research for his own project. To help gather quotes, I ended up using a website called energysage.com and they provide a tool that you can use to get quotes from various companies in your area. And I left a link to this in my show description. Within a couple of days of signing up for Energy Sage, I got three quotes from local installers, one of which happened to be Wolf River Electric. And I chose them because the numbers were good, their reputation was strong, their equipment was top-notch, and I liked the salesman. He did a great job of helping me get comfortable with the numbers. And it did take me a while to get comfortable with the cost. If I were to pay cash for this project, it would take about eight years to recover the cost of my investment. And that investment is going to be around $34,000 minus 
minus the 26% federal tax credit for a net cost of around $25,000. Now, another way of saying this is that it will take me about eight years to realize $25,000 of savings on my electric bill. Now, this is a simple break-even analysis, but this doesn't consider the opportunity cost of parting with $25,000 of cash. And I wasn't at all interested in paying cash for this thing. But the good news is, there's another way. Through my credit union, I can take out a low-interest solar loan, which is tied to the equity in my home. Using a 10-year solar loan, I can essentially lock in a payment for 10 years that is just a few more dollars than my current electric bill. But as the cost of electricity rises, and it most certainly will, I'll start seeing savings on my monthly payment in just two years. And over the course of the 10 years that I'll be paying off this loan, I expect my savings to be a little north of $3,500. And admittedly, this isn't that much considering it takes a decade to achieve that. But at the 10-year mark, when the loan is paid off, the thing really starts generating a return. And I'll save about $45,000 over the next 15 years. Not bad considering I didn't have to pay cash for this thing. I don't see a whole lot of downside with my decision, but I will admit I wish the numbers were a bit more compelling on the front end. The rate of return is significant after 10 years, but that's a long time from now, and it was a little hard for me to get over that hurdle. That said, I look at this as a low-risk way to utilize the equity in my home to improve my financial situation. And if I'm going to tap into that precious equity, I want returns to be reliable and predictable. And in the case of solar, they are. And that's why I went for it. There are additional efforts that can be made to enhance the efficiency of going solar. Installing an electric heat pump, as an example, or switching to an electric water heater and only running it during the day are two things that can add additional savings to the equation. I'm still a few years away from justifying the purchase of an electric car, but I imagine that will happen sometime in the not-too-distant future. And let's not forget about the other reason to go solar that goes beyond dollars and cents. This decision will considerably reduce my carbon footprint. And while I don't need to pay any financial penalties for putting carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, that day may be coming soon. Many believe that a tax on carbon is a necessary step in the global effort to reduce carbon emissions. And if this happens, the decision to go solar will be even more lucrative. Given the availability of inexpensive loans, strong government incentives, and solid returns, perhaps it's time for you to take a look at going solar too. As always, thanks for joining the discussion. And please feel free to reach out to me directly if you'd like to have a more in-depth conversation on this topic.